But when we're in that state where we've kind of got nowhere to, to go, that's that's one of the, the great things about that space is because you're like, you're questioning everything. You've got nowhere to go. You can't escape these questions that are are just like they're they're they've become you. You know, you are these questions now. Like there's no there's no putting it off. And you've just got to be with the 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 truth of those questions, that the, the truth uh, and the fact that that these are the questions that are making you up right now. And and that takes you into kind of close contact with yourself, how you actually really feel about certain things that are going on. What is that thing actually? This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Oh, folks, can you relate to this one? Are you looking at your news feed, too much social media, or just the television, or whatever the hell it is? Maybe it's none of those things. Maybe it's just your life situation in all of the kind of craziness that is life right now, and you are questioning absolutely everything. This seems like a topic that like was staring us right in the face for the last year. <laughs> I agree. But here it is, you know, maybe better late than never, or maybe this is perfect timing for this conversation. Let's go with that one. Let's go with that with with that angle on it. Um I'm I'm really excited and interested in seeing where this conversation heads into because uh there's there's so much uh, that that it can dive into. I, I think I sort of inc- tried to put some of it in a nutshell there at, at the beginning of, you know, there's all the stuff that's going on around us, all the stuff that people are telling us, uh, all of, you know, there's there's everyone's propaganda on on one level or another i use that word on a very broad basis not propaganda and maybe in the classic sense of you know people are trying to manipulate you but it propaganda in the sense of like well everybody's got their fucking opinion that they want you to buy into um and we all participate that in that thing at different times of our life and continue to do it um but then there's also that element of you know, sometimes we're at a at a point in our own lives. Uh, things that are going on in our lives have are are not working, <laughs> I guess, for lack of a better expression. And we're questioning uh, our decisions. We're we're questioning our actions. We're questioning, um, you know, where we are, what we're doing, where we're going. Everything is up for grabs, and that can be um, a tremendously uh, scary thing to have happen. It can be a tremendously confusing thing. Um, those things usually kind of go hand in hand, you know, confusion um, and fear, as well as anger. Those are kind of that's a that's a nice little potent threesome uh, <laughs> that that like to <laughs> that generally <laughs> hang around together. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, man, let's, let's, let's talk about this. Yeah. Let's dive in. Well, what to say, what to say, you know, I, I think, Oh, I think the thing is it's good to question everything, but it's also, it's really challenging when you kind of find yourself there and you didn't necessarily plan to get there. Like you kind of just stumble into it and you're like, all of a sudden you're like, you know, for lack of a better phrasing, you're like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the (laughs) fuck, you know, like everything's just like, what the fuck all the time. And, um, I think that's kind of, it's kind of a good thing because, you know, maybe there's certain things that have been taken for granted and maybe there's certain like paradigms that need to be shifted or broken or whatever. Um, I know for myself, you know, I, I mean, personally related to this topic a little bit, it's like, I see the box in which my mind is kind of living within and it's like creating limits. And when I start to question that stuff, it kind of breaks through those limits. And it also feels like another analogy I might use. It almost feels like dropping, like, like, or pulling up an anchor that's been like hanging on something. And like, all of a sudden you're free of it. And you're like, wait a minute, if I'm free of that, then what can I do over here? And it kind of, that like, that's the form of questioning everything. It's like, if I didn't have this, what could I do? instead and then you know it kind of all of a sudden that can be very expansive and that can lead to many many more questions and all of a sudden it's absolutely everything and now you're overwhelmed but you're like well hey i think it's a good thing we're gonna try and navigate it that's my two cents yeah i i you know i'm the the thing that i think uh i with that at least i really want to grab onto here um and what you were saying is the good thing um because i think that this whole thing of like questioning everything, uh, very often, not always the case, but very often there's that sort of met with this emotional sense of dread, uh, you know, because when you're questioning everything, you know, it's like your foundations are falling apart. Things are crumbling around you. What you thought you knew, what you thought was safe and secure or whatever it is, is, is no longer working it's 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 falling apart it's cracking at the seams um and and so now all of these questions come up and uh and it can be a very frightening thing but i think that um you know one of the major things to to that we can begin to reframe or like we can question that you know we can question that sense of fear that we have around the questioning you know it's like well that questioning, like any time in human history where someone has really deeply questioned things, we've made incredible strides. We've we've discovered new things. We've learned new things. We've, um, you know, we've evolved in in all kinds of ways because of people who faced these exact types of situations. We're like, hang on a second, hang on. I'm looking around, and everybody is saying things are this way, but that shit just don't add up, (laughs) you know, (laughs) maybe, maybe, maybe across the board, but maybe just for you, you know, there's, there's all kinds of ways that that can, that can take shape of. But I think that, um, you know, one of the, the, the big things around, um, questioning and, and when it's has this, uh, 
this disruptive effect in our lives. What I think is at one of the, the big things at the core of that has got to be sort of models that we have inherited, um, models of life and living and, and what you're supposed to do, who you're supposed to be, all of that stuff. That That's very often in that state of questioning absolutely everything. That's the stuff that we're questioning because we're like, hang on, I was sold this sort of bill of goods and I bought it. You know, I bought it. <laughs> which I think is an important thing to acknowledge. It's like, okay, you know, and, and maybe, you know, maybe we were taken advantage of in certain ways and maybe misled and all of that, but we, we brought it on to ourselves and we started living our lives according to the model of, of that somebody else had set forth before us, whether that's, um, you know, it could be an individual, but maybe, uh, and perhaps more likely, it's more of a, a convention, you know, it's a societal convention that, that we've sort of accepted and we live by tons of them. You know, it's not, you don't have to look very far to, to see where these are taking place in our lives, stuff that we just kind of accept as being true. You know, it's like, um, you know, people have, have questioned, for example, the eight hour work, the work day. And the five five day work week, and said, "Well, hang on. Do we need to actually be here for eight hours? Do we actually need to be in this space for five days a week?" And it's a lot of the times it's met with a great deal of backlash, right? There's 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 usually a community, but at the same time, we it just asking that question makes us go, "Yeah, is that necessary? Why why?" has that become the established norm in our culture? You know, and especially when you start to look at the the amounts of stress, anxiety, um, you know, pressure that that people are are under today. Um, and, you know, that's the thing, the, those are the things that make us begin to question those things and and begin to open new possibilities, for us, which I think is part of that good thing. I know I've been talking a lot here, but I think that, you know, that questioning, it opens up new pathways, new opportunities, things that we didn't see, because that questioning in and of itself is the unknown. We are just launched. I think maybe that's kind of a cool thing I'm just discovering. It's like that questioning is like you've been thrust into the unknown um, and the context with which we're talking about it, that somewhat unwillingly, <laughs> you know, we've been kind of unwillingly thrust into the unknown and it's like, deal with it, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. You brought up great stuff. I want to say that challenging the status quo, like challenging the way we do things and the way we've done things for a long time, you know, there's a, there's something in that that can be very difficult, I think, for all of us, right? It's like, well, people have done it this way, and this way has kind of worked. And, you know, maybe that's the way my parents did it, or grandparents, my great-grandparents, you know, and there's, there's patterns that get passed down to us. And if you're in the place now in your life where you're going to break that pattern, and you're starting to see that that pattern actually isn't the best, then 
that could be a great opportunity, but it can also be frightening because now it's like, well, if I don't do it this way, which is the only way I've ever known, then how would I do it? And you don't know that answer yet. And that's kind of, I think the frightening thing. And that's where a lot of the fear comes up. And the other part of that is, you know, um, well, how do I put this? It's like, it's like, you're going to be, you're going to be told that you're wrong because other people are very comfortable with what they think they know. So you're going to have to face that because people become entitled to the way things have always been done. And they like it because it's predictable and they can expect it. And so when you go, well, I'm not going to do that. Not only are you going to get things like people going, well, that won't work. And that doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense to them. Um, but also you might come across things like jealousy and envy because now you're doing something and they're like, they don't like the idea that maybe you're getting a free ride. You know, that's how they might look mm -hmm. at it. Like, you know, there's all sorts of projections and assumptions that come on when you challenge ideas. But here's my, here's my key point, Evan. And I just want to kind of say this and make sure it gets out there. A lot of people do things and they don't even know why they do things. Like they, they don't have reasons that are beyond the surface. So for example, why do we have speeding limits? You know, if you go down to, if you go down to it, well, speeding limit, speed limits stop potential accidents. Well, why do we want to stop potential accidents? You know, it's another question. Well, we want to stop accidents because we don't want, we don't want to cause damage. We don't want people to get hurt. So why do we have speeding limits? Well, we have speeding limits for safety, for protection, for whatever. But most people follow speed limits because they'll get in trouble if they don't. But they don't actually, they don't actually really think about why they do it. Now that's maybe a bit more of an obvious example, but there's tons of shit like that. There's tons of stuff where we do, and we don't even know why we do them. And we think we know why, but we have never really stopped to really ask and go like deeper down into the reasoning. So I think questioning everything is absolutely everything. <laughs> it's kind of going deeper into that rabbit hole and going, wait a minute, why do I do this? Why do I work 40 hours a week? Why do I work, uh, you know, five days instead of four? Like, you know, well, I have to, because if I don't, my, that's how my job works. That's how it works at this company. It's like, well, is what if there is another company, you know, like what if there's another way, you know, but people just kind of get caught in it. Right. They go, I can't do that. That's not how it works. It's like, well, maybe it needs to work differently. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, what's coming to, to my mind in, in this, it's, it's sort of the, the very well, or the sort of the acclaimed book, um, the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, like that's, you know, th that's just such an encapsulation of, of a person who really questioned the model of things. I mean, he even talks about that, I think in the intro of his book, I started it, I haven't finished it, but you know, there's, he, he, there's, um, the, the, the beginning of that book is, is really kind of wonderful in the sense of like, he's taking you through that process of questioning you know, these moments of his life of being like, hang on a second, what am I doing here? You know, like I've started this business doing just this weird kind of random thing. I'm putting in all of this time doing it. Like, is this the life that I want? 
Um, and, and partially because that's the expectation. Well, no, that you, you put in those hours and you become a success and you grow and you grow and you grow and you grow and you perpetual growth because apparently the, the goal is to become, everyone is to become Jeff Bezos or some, some shit like that. You know, like I, who knows, like what's, what's the end to it? When is it, when is it enough? Um, and you know, he started to figure out for himself that's like, hang on, like, I want to think more about my life in terms of a lifestyle. What is the lifestyle that I want? Not not in some retirement future, but right now. What's what is that thing that I want to start to cultivate? And he, you know, he comes up with this and figures out this four-hour work week. You know, it's I'm sure it's not a rigid formula of you work four hours a week and that's it. You know, it's that's not really what it's about because then you're just buying into another model that somebody else has, has given you. But I, I like to look at it more as it in the lines of what we're talking about is like it brings up a big and important question around an aspect of our lives that is huge. Work is one of the biggest, you know, um, you know, pieces of our life in, in the way that things are right now. Uh, you know, Brand, I, I talked to you about this like. I think a few weeks ago, uh, I was saw this philosopher on Big Think, uh, and he was talking about this thing, and he was and he was raising this point about um, about this statement that we have of work life balance. You know, it's like having a good work life balance, and he raised again kind of a question about it, which also was a point, which is that like. Well, hang on a second. Are we saying that work is half of the picture and then the rest of life, all of the other things in life are the other half, like love, relationships, families, friendships, you know, um, leisure, uh, um, philosophizing, thinking, questioning, like, like all of like that, everything else in life is just the other half to work. And how everything was revolving around that thing. So, I mean, I think we're talking about this one specific thing, you know, a lot in this conversation right now. But I think just because it is such um, work is one of the mo- the easiest things for us to identify um, as being something that we've accepted um, to, a, to a large degree without necessarily questioning to a large degree. Um something where even if we're miserable about it, we just go, it's like, well, that's just the way it is, you know, and I'm working hard. So you better be fucking working hard. Yeah. You know, and we start, and we start pointing our fingers and we start making it for everyone else until someone comes along. It's just like, yeah, well, what if you could work for four hours a week and actually make a lot of money doing that mm-hmm. and have a, and, and have a lifestyle that you enjoy. Is that possible? You know, and, and, and venturing into it, like what an incredible thing that comes out of questioning everything. I agree. And it means, it means breaking paradigms. It means bending them. It means altering them. For example, the one paradigm that the way you earn money is by trading your time, which is it like, it's, it's, and I don't mean this to insult anybody but it's a low class view of earning trading your time for money. Your time is 
the most invaluable thing you will ever have because you can never get more of it. You know, it's, it's, it's precious things pass and they go and they're gone forever. And that time that you have, it is, it is everything. It is, it is your most valuable resource as far as whatever you have. And you're going to give that away for sometimes minimum wage and sometimes this other stuff. Now I get minimum wage as a temporary solution to getting experience and trading for experience so that you can kind of figure some things out. But as a long-term plan, you know, and, and I'm not even talking about like minimum wage. I'm talking about even a good wage. Like your time is just, and I'm not saying that you're wrong for doing it, but, but anybody who says, well, that's the way it's done. And that's the way it needs to be done. It's like, that is a very limited view of, of how you can earn, you know, and, and the other side of earning is earning is closely related to contribution. Now, some people earn a lot of money without contributing anything. So, um, you know, contribution doesn't always, um, it doesn't always balance out. Like some people contribute less and earn more, but really um, earning has a relationship to contribution. It, it, it does. But the thing is, is like contribution can be subjective. Like it's, it's, it's one thing if you're building a brick house and you contribute you know, uh, 300 bricks and, and then someone else contributes 200 bricks. And for your 300 bricks, you get paid, you know, a little bit more than the other person because you contributed more, right? I mean, that's a way of measurement. But thinking that the world works this way is just totally naive because often someone does, uh, you know, 300 bricks and the other person does 200 bricks in this analogy and they get paid the same. And that doesn't feel fair, does it? So we need to kind of question this and go, okay, well, should I be getting paid for my time or should I be getting paid for my contribution? And, and then you just, just starting to break the model on how you look at how things work, you know? And, and this is what's going to allow you to be able to say, ask for more, earn more, think differently, you know? And these are little changes, little tweaks to the, to the way you see the world that can maybe... You know, and, and getting, and the other thing I want to say about this, getting all jealous and upset and mad because you're working harder and someone's working less, that's not a good strategy. That's a shit strategy because all that does is cause animosity and problems between you and that person and you and the environment you're in. You know, if you look at it and go, Hey, like this person does half the work I do, you know, I do this amount of work. Well, you know what? Maybe you need to present your case. You know, maybe you need to look at like, okay, well, it's not about getting mad at that person. It's about looking at the, the structure, you know, and maybe there's something else you're missing, you know? So you got to ask that question. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, the question is, is a completely different environment altogether. Maybe an environment where, you know, the people who, who, you know, are, are giving the most are, are acknowledged and recognized and, you know, who knows, there's all sorts, you know, that's, that's the beauty of, of the sort of the the questioning mind, you know, is is that um, it opens up all kinds of of different doors, and it never really it never really stops. You know what I mean? Like it's it's active and it's alive, and um, you know, and and really 
responsive and, and finds different opportunities. And, you know, I think that, you know, that's the mark of, of, of a great artist, you know, like we've been talking about this in a very sort of, um, I don't know, a very sort of, uh, practical grounded kind of way. Um, but you know, we are way of the artist and, you know, but, and questions, uh, are a huge part of, of what an artist does, you know, um, artists are constantly, as we were saying, like challenging the status quo, looking at um, the way that our societies run, looking at how we conduct ourselves as individuals, you know, from, from, you know, how we are collectively to how we are individually, examining that, you know, questioning that, um, wondering about it and, and, and finding some kind of expression for it, finding some sort of creative way to, um, to say something about that, you know, it's, it, and it's fascinating because it's really not so, so dissimilar from, you know, how we, we kind of have to make decisions, you know, the, the decisions that come from the questions that, that we start asking, um, especially Great. when, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go you, ahead. No, you bring up a really good point. You start asking new questions. You start making new decisions because these questions, they they open up doors that were not even in your peripheral. They weren't even in your mind. Um, the question opens a door and then all of a sudden you're in another room and you see another door and you go through that door. And all of a sudden you're in some place that you, you didn't even know existed. And then that gives you the option to take actions that you never could have taken. So the questions... They, like every question opens a new door to a new thing and it, it lets you explore something that was, you know, the door was closed. And if you didn't even know the door was there, then you didn't even know there was a room or a place that existed in that spot. Right. So um, you only know what you know, but the key thing is to, with, with questioning everything, absolutely everything is recognizing that shit, there's a lot of stuff I don't know. So let me start asking some questions. Cause I got to, like there's obviously some things I'm not seeing. So let me start to look into this. And, and there might be a thousand different directions that you need to investigate. And I think Evan, you know, you, you gave me some advice before we started this because I was sharing my life story and, and things that were going on. And you said, you know, start small, start with one thing. And I, I take that as, yeah, one question, one door, go through one door, find one new room, explore that, investigate that, go down that rabbit hole, you know, and then you can come out of it, go down another one. You don't have to go down all 1000 at the same time, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which I think is the overwhelm, you know, and this, uh, something we haven't mentioned yet, but like, that's probably something I think a lot of our listeners are probably experiencing to some degree with all the chaos with social media and news and propaganda and opinions and points of view that are going on. It's really easy to feel overwhelmed. Like, I don't know who to trust. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what's real. What isn't real, you know, all of that. But I think, you kind of need to put a pin in a lot of stuff and say, okay, well, let's look at this one. Let's look at this thing and see, what do I think about that? You know, and then come out of that, go, go as far as you feel you need to go and then come out of that and then look down another one. And I think eventually some of these things will start to kind of coagulate. They'll kind of come together and you'll start to see parallels. Maybe when you investigated one thing, it actually gave you some information you needed to investigate another thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, um, 
it's uh, I'm realizing as well, like the, that state of of questioning, um, you know, I, I think it's something that that to some degree uh, we're all engaged with probably all the time at, at some level. You know, it's not like we're just never asking questions and then suddenly, you know, um, that that they all happen. But we are talking, I, I think a lot about, you know, when we're in that space of like, what the fuck is real right now? Um, with anything, uh, you know, what is my purpose? Like all like big, the big sort of questions that sort of that, that, that haunt us and, and can, can keep us up at night. Um, you know, one of the, the weird sort of beautiful things about that is it gets us really present. It can get us really honest with ourselves um, which is an easy thing for us to delude ourselves and distract us from um, in our in our day to day life. It's just, it's a super easy thing to do. But when we're in that state where we've kind of got nowhere to to go, that's that's one of the the great things about that space is because you're like you're questioning everything. You've got nowhere to go. You can't escape these questions that are are just like they're they're they've become you. You know, you are these questions now, like there's no, there's no putting it off. And you've just got to be with the, the, the truth of those questions that the the truth, uh, and the fact that, that these are the questions that are making you up right now. And, and that takes you into kind of close contact with yourself, how you actually really feel about certain things that are going on. What is that thing actually that and and in my own experience very often it's like oh shit i've known this for a long time you know i knew that i know that i've been feeling this way or thinking this way about this situation or this situation for a long time but now i'm finally in a place where i can look at it um in this state of questioning and i can and I can, uh, you know, there, there's something now meaningful about it. There's, there's action that I have to take on this now because there's no, there's no distracting myself from it. And I mean, just to put kind of a specific example to this, like recently for myself, um, I've, I've put like a whole new sort of, um, I've, I've created new boundaries for myself, um, because of, of a lot of the things that we're, we're talking about, um, you know, social media and, and news and, and it's just even, even more, um, sort of, uh, generally my phone, my relationship with my phone, I've changed some things around my relationship with that thing because of the confusion because I'm like, I'm just getting people yelling. doesn't matter what sort of side of whatever argument people are just yelling. And my engagements with, with what I'm doing here are becoming compulsive. Um, and they're not doing anything enriching to my life. They're distracting me from things that matter. Um, and, and my own sense of, of well-being is, is off. Um, but I keep kind of coming back out of this because like, oh, well, I need to, to, to be informed in this or that and or keep up on this or that. And kind of realizing that it's like, you know what, like these, me taking some space from this 
is not does not make me a bad person you know like that 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 me taking some space to become more centered for myself is not a bad thing so it's like i was questioning sort of some of my own patterns some of my own habits of uh of what my day-to-day life was looking like and now i've got a thing where it's just like i don't i don't even take my phone out of airplane mode until i've done my meditation in the morning until i've um done some reading so like something and it's usually you know i'm i'm usually reading something you know uh enriching for myself something philosophical or what have you so until i've meditated read and done a little bit of journaling done a little bit of writing until i have done those three things it's not even a question of whether i look at my phone like it's just off the table for me to do that and i've got to say like just the like my my mental state from from that is just in a completely different space and once i've done all those things like okay now i'm going to choose to turn on my phone now i'm going to choose to go i'm going to you know i still have boundaries over where i decide to get my information from <laughs> it's definitely not on the facebook homepage or twitter i'll tell you that much <laughs> um but you know i have my sort of my channels and i go and i'll have a quick gander and engage with what i want to engage with and Honestly, like I've actually found that even when my phone is on now, when I, whenever I, when I'm at that point where I can engage with it again, because of that, that boundary that I've given myself at the beginning of the day, I'm less compulsive with it for the rest of the day. I'm engaging with it for less of the day and I'm spending more time to like be outside and spend time with my wife and my cats and and cooking and just, you know, doing things in my life creatively. Um, I have way more focus on those sort of things as being a priority. That's amazing. I mean, that's great discipline, man. And I think, you know, a lot of people can take something from that. You know, it's... Uh, but it's dis- freedom. Sorry, just to, just to cut yeah. in there. It's like, you know, um, I, I'm becoming more and more convinced that discipline and freedom, like we've talked about this in the sense that like they're sides of the same coin, but like they are the same thing. You know, real discipline is actually freedom. And this sort of thing was like, oh, I've got to be disciplined, you know, like, and, and with my phone, it's like, it is actually freedom. I'm like, oh my God, I'm free from my phone. I'm free from this thing that had some sort of a hold over me and was doing nothing but creating confusion, creating anger, creating whatever. And yeah, it brought me to a place of questioning what I was doing, but then it gave me clarity, you know, like that questioning led me to a place of action that was meaningful. So sorry, I just had to jump in there. Please go ahead. Uh, It's great. I mean, well, we live in a time where things want our attention. That's, that's their currency. They want our attention and they'll give us stuff for free quote unquote because we're getting like it's getting your attention and your attention your time your energy you know it's 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 you're giving it that and you're getting what it's giving you and i think the thing is you got to ask is my attention is my time worth this 
you know, and I think when you're drawing those types of disciplines, you're saying like, like my meditation, my writing, my reading are more important than what's going on with somebody's, you know, life on Facebook or some political bullshit, you know, that's occurring right now, which, you know, all that stuff, it's like, you got to ask, like, is this really nourishing me? Is this really feeding me? Like, and, and I think one of the other things too, is when you start asking, like, am I bullshitting myself? Am I lying to myself? Am I deceiving myself? Those are good questions because they actually start to get to the core of like honesty. And I, I personally think that most of us are totally bullshitting ourselves. We're totally lying to ourselves. We, we have all sorts of tricks and we think we're getting away with it. But when we stop and we think about it and we investigate it, you know, you realize you're the culprit. You realize you're the thief. You're the one that is totally participating in a bunch of stuff that is not helping you. And, you know, you can, you can ask the questions like, if I do this, you know, like, let's say you, 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 you scroll through Facebook and argue with people online, you know, that's what you do. Right. And you do that and you go like, if I keep doing this, where is it going to get me? What's it going to do with my life? How is it going to help? You start asking questions like that. Like if, if I was going to die in a year and I did this all year, is this really how I would have wanted to spend that year? You know, questions like this, right? Things that start to provoke your mind into going like, wait a minute, why am I doing this? Like, how important is this? I mean, the whole thing you brought up, another good point is like, well, I need to look at the news because I need to stay up to date. I need to know what's going on. I mean, do you? Do you really? I mean, let's be honest. Like, do you really? Is it really matter? Um, you know, how much of this news is the real news? How much of this is really what's happening? How much of this actually matters? You know that most people think that murder and crime are way up, that they happen more and more. Most people think this, but it's actually way, way down. But if you look at the news, you're going to think that it's happening more and more and more. You know that you could you could say that back like, I don't know, several hundred years ago, like the murder rate was maybe like, uh, maybe something like, let's just say it was something, it's just something extremely high, right? Like if you go back like a thousand years, it's like 50% of people murder. I can you imagine if 50% of people murdered today, like how fucking crazy that would be. Well, actually now it's like a very, very small percent, like maybe a 1%, maybe people murder. And yeah, those are notable. But the thing is, it's like, we're way, way better than we ever were. And that goes for all sorts of crime and all sorts of violence and all sorts of things like that. So news is not real news because you're only getting the um, sensationalized, glamorized, um, the things that sell, the things that capture your attention. And if you just look at that and you don't look at all the other things, it fucks with your perception of the world. And then when your perception is, is messed up, it's very hard for you to navigate a world that you don't see accurately, right? Like, and I'm, none of us really see it fully accurately, but that like, it's really askew. The news really will make your, you know, so maybe a few details you need to know, but after that, it's like, let it go, move on, you know? Okay. This thing happened. Like, do you really need to know everything, every little detail? Yeah. Um, and if you did, what are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? And if it's nothing, then who cares? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a mass thing with like, you know, so much of the news and information we take in, 
most of it is stuff that we can't actually do anything about. Yes. Um, and um, which has such a, such um you know, it gives us such a feeling of, of helplessness and powerlessness. And again, because, you know, the, the media has very, for a very long time, not just recently, but for a very long time is, is, you know, deals in extremes and usually in extremes leaning in one direction. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's a whole conversation itself as to why that, that is, and, and sort of, you know, why we, why we gravitate towards that whole thing. There's a, there's an, very interesting relationship that's going on there but i mean yeah like in in terms of like what you were talking about with with time you go back a long time ago where and i mean like a long time ago like we can you can you can pretty much in any past sort of generations you know the the speed with which we get information has increased right but you look at a time when you know the only news that you got was from the newspaper you know, that when that was that was your source of information of what was going on in the world, what was going on in, you know, your community, what have you, um, the world, the world kept on turning. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have the people were not inundated with the information that we are today and the world kept turning. You know, not everything that that little thing that goes on in the world needs to be commented on. Not every little thing that occurs needs needs you know, everybody's input on the subject, you know, I think that's part of it where it's like, I think that we can get, uh, we think that like, oh, well, if I don't say something or do something, you know, on this, you know, if I don't comment on this video or this fucking twit on this tweet, <laughs> twit. you know, this twit, <laughs> Freudian I like slip. that better. Yeah. This twit. <laughs> um, but if I don't do something about this, then, you know, no one else will, and the whole world's going to, you know, go to shit. And, you know, there is a time and a place to speak up about things. But usually, usually those moments are pretty clear, you know. But now it's like it's a situation where it's just like, it's just constant all the time. And it's like, are you actually helping anything? Are you actually doing anything positive? Or are you just contributing to the noise of confusion that's going on out there? You know, and those are those are some important questions to ask too. We've kind of gone off onto like an interesting space right now of just like questioning some stuff that are that that's going on right now. But um, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it all relates, and I, yeah, I think I think we can we can navigate this, um, you know, back onto the core idea of what we're trying to talk about. Um, uh, I do want to say one thing though about all of this, which is that um, it's like uh, it, you know, at the end of the day, like actually, no. Let me let me let me say it this way. A friend of mine pointed this out, and he said, you know, people are going to constantly try to get you to go along their path with them, and you have to ask yourself, do I want to go along this path? Do, you know, do I want to go along this way with them? So he used the example, he says, you know, I'm driving through traffic and someone cuts me off and then I get pissed off and I want to cut them off. And then all of a sudden we're in an accident and now there's a thing about it and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, they dragged me down that path, you know, and I chose to go with them. Do I? And so he's like, someone cuts me off. I look at it this way. 
I don't know where they're going. I don't know what their path is. Let them go because that's not the path that I want to be on. But their path merged with his momentarily. And he, he had an emotional response. And those emotional responses can make you go and get off your track, get off the way you're going. And I feel like, you know, this relates to the news and, and the social media posts and all this stuff. It's like, you look at a post and it's provocative. And you think, man, I could say something about that. But do you want to go down that path? Is that where you want to go? Or do you have another path? And these are the kind of questions I think we need to ask. We need to ask, like, is this really the way that I want to go? Because someone's dragging you there. Like, ha- ha- have no, no, no question about that. People are always trying to sell you all the time. Come down this way. Do this with me. And sometimes they're doing it forcefully. And sometimes they're doing it in a nice way or a friendly way. But you really got to ask yourself, if I go down this path, where does this lead me? And do I want to go there? And do I want to go with them? And do I want to experience what I would experience or might experience if I go down that way? And I think, you know, as you get older and you get more experience, you start to go, no, fuck no. (laughs) Honestly, fuck no. I don't want to go down that path. And I'm not joining your energy and I'm not going to join your your point of view. And I just don't even want to bother. So, you know, carry on and I'm going to carry on and let's just move on, you know? And I think we've got to have that kind of discipline, you know, and I think that's where the discipline and freedom kind of relates back to this. You know, it's, it is the discipline to not go along a path of somebody that provokes you is what gives you freedom to go down your own path. Yeah. And you could even flip the way that, you know, you said it, the freedom the freedom to not, you know, follow somebody else's path, you know, that's, yeah. that's sort of the, the, the discipline as mm. opposed to the discipline to not follow creative, uh, freedom. Yeah, yeah. you know what nice I mean? Seven. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. You know what? I want to do a beer break. Okay. I know we're yeah, not, I know it. we're not at the end, but I feel like it's a good intermission moment. We can kind of re, 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 redirect chorus after, but um, yeah. I'll go, I'll go first. Uh, I'm having, so I've been drinking this one all week cause I got a case of it and I was like, well, let's try it. I was a real big commitment to something I had nothing, no idea about, but it's um, Vancouver Island brewing. It's a collaboration series with uh, Roslyn beer co and red mountain resort. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a, it's a black IPA. Um, 6.8% alcohol. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, honestly, not my favorite. I don't really like dark beers a lot. Um, I don't mind them. This one's kind of nice cause it is a lager. So it has kind of a lightness to it, but at the same time, you're like, is this an ale? Like a kind of a, did you like say it was a lager or an IPA? Oh, it's a, it's an IPA. Never mind. Okay. It's black, yeah. black IPA. Yeah, so it's so it's a little bit. It's strong. It's, it's strong. It's strong, and it's it's um because it's darker. It's like very rich. So I mean, maybe this would be better in the winter, but I was kind of thinking, oh, that might be nice, like a like a darker kind of beer in the summer. But actually, now that I look at the can, it's got um like snowy mountains, uh, like a ski hill. <laughs> As I look closer at it, so you know what I think this is a winter beer that I just ended up picking up kind of when it's getting hotter out. So. <laughs> I think that kind of has something to do with it. Um, it's good though. Yeah. I mean, it's going down easy enough. It's, uh, it's fine, but it's, you know, maybe I'd change my mind if it was like the middle of winter. Yeah. 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 
I got to say that's a that's because you know you go for like those dark um you know like those dark lagers and but like man a dark IPA and you bought a case of it man I don't know if I would take that risk. <laughs> that's for me is like I'll try like a one off of that and then see what, how I feel. Um, I'm drinking a um pepper lime lager oh. from from Dead Frog Brewery in Langley, BC. And uh, I bought a case of this as well, or a six, I guess a six pack of You kind of took this. a risk too this week. Yeah, you know, well, you know, I thought I'm like, that sounds like it'll probably be really good. And uh, I had one, you know, the day that I got it and I was kind of like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this, this purchase, this decision that I've made. Um, maybe it was because it wasn't totally cold yet, but I've been, uh, this, this is the second time I've, I've had it and it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying it much more the second time than I, than I did the first time. Um, you know, it's definitely got like, a like that lime is in there. Like you can taste that mm. lime. It almost kind of, um, I don't quite know how to characterize it, but yeah. And then the pepper, you notice there's just sort of like a little sort of something to it. And, mm. uh, it's interesting. It's probably not for everyone because I think it can almost come across a little bit. Um, I don't know, uh, uh, floral or it's very kind of like, there's some kind of a quality to it that might put people off of it, but yeah, it's going, it's going down well today. So I'm not going to argue. I mean, that's kind of the fun thing about doing these, you know, we have a different beer and I, I try to push myself to try something different. I mean, there was some, there were some other things that I'd had before and I'm like, Oh, I really like that. But you know, there honestly at the place I went to, we've had a lot of beers at this point and they didn't have a lot of things that I hadn't had yet. So I was like, okay, well, you know, and it was really between this and maybe, a, maybe a couple others. And I was kind of like, well, let's, let's try it. You know what? I'm glad I tried it. And actually it was a small case. It was only four and this is the fourth, but um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun to try some new things and you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm like, I'm usually like, oh, this beer is great and I love it. You know, I'm going to say that this one's middle of the road for me, but I'm also going to say that I've gone through the, I've gone through the case of four and I have enjoyed it. And I think I would enjoy it more in the winter. That's really where I'm going to leave it. I might revisit this one another time, but uh, yeah, there you go. So I just had to add that in, <laughs> but it's nice, you know, we're trying some different things. And I think, you know, that's, you know, to kind of lead us back into our conversation. I mean, um, you know, asking the question, like, like maybe should I try something different? Like maybe, maybe there's a different way to do this. Something you brought up to me before we started this conversation was, you know, for the last year or so, almost two years, I guess now I've been working a regular job, which, uh, you know, and it's been a full-time job, which is very unique for me because most of the time I've spent working for myself and doing my own thing and being creative and whatever. And as much as um, working a full-time job has been nice. It's created certain stability and consistency and things that you don't really get when you're a full-time artist. Um, what I found is like, I do the job and then I'm tired at the end of the day and I don't really want to do my creative stuff because I'm worn out. And then all of a sudden I'm up the next day and I'm back to work and then I'm putting all this energy into work. And the same thing just kind of repeats itself. 
And I remember back in the day, um, you were working for like a restaurant and you're like, I'm going to cut myself back to like, I think you first did it to three days and then you're like, I'm going to do it to two days. And then you started to realize like, Hey, I can get by on a couple of days. And I remember being really kind of, um, I thought that was really cool because I, I didn't really get it, but I did get it in a way because it, to me, it was kind of like, well, you're kind of buying back your time, you know? And you kind of gave me back the advice just before you started this. It's like, Hey, you know what? Maybe you don't need to work full time. Maybe you could just work part-time and that would be enough. And it really got me thinking. It's like, wow, I've been so stuck in this. I need to do this full-time job. And cause what I've been so frustrated about is like, I just don't feel like I have enough time to be creative enough time to do my own thing. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe that's a solution, you know, just do something part-time, maybe even with this company or maybe with a different company or maybe with something else, you know, but like the whole point of this job was not to be the point for me. It was only to subsidize my creative career and subsidize my own personal business. It was only supposed to help me have a little bit more stability while I built some other things. And what I found is that I've kind of got sucked into the whole routine of it all. And it's like, I'm starting to ask questions now. And I think you helped me before we start. Sorry, this is probably part partially why we're talking about this, but it's like kind of questioning this is like, do I really need to be working 40 hours a week, you know, doing like, do I really need that? You know, and, and what if I didn't, you know, what could I do instead? And all these questions that it's opening up for me is giving me a lot of different options and opportunities in my mind already going, Hey, wait a minute. Maybe I've been a little bit stuck in the way I've been going about life. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And that's the thing I think as well is that, you know, a lot of times these questions, especially the, the big questions, um, you know, they don't necessarily have an immediate answer. Um, sometimes we're not sort of close enough to the source of what's going on uh, within ourselves in order for the, for the clarity of that answer to come through. Because I, I feel like usually it's like when we get really clear, um, you know, we, we know what to do. You know, one of my, one of my favorite uh, uh, writers, speakers, philosophers, uh, Jita Krishnamurti says, like, you think you're confused, but you're not. Mm. Um <laughs> <laughs> which I just absolutely love. Um, you know, just, you know, it infers that there's, there's just like, there's, it's like, you know, you know, you know, when, when you actually get, get down to it, if you get really honest enough, there is no confusion. Um, you know, you know, your answer, you know, the, oh, yeah. what action that, that you need to take. Dude, I have to say something. It is so true. You do know, but you just, the answer is uncomfortable. Like I yeah. know what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. I, when I started asking the questions, the answers became pretty evident pretty quickly. And it's like, oh, and I'm like, and really I, what I'm realizing is like, okay, like fear is coming up, uh, resistance, um, whatever. And that's the, the answer is clear, but then the feelings that are around the answer are now what, you know, or really what they're, and the confusion of like, oh, you know, maybe I don't really know what to do. That's all just a way to dance around the feeling. I think yeah. you bring up a really, really incredible point because questioning absolutely everything is often quite uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's because, because everything is, is 
is up for demolition. Yes. You know, stuff that has been relied on, stuff that we're attached to, models that we have have been going off of for a long time. It's like, well, if I don't have this, if I'm not going off of this, then what the fuck am I going off of? Um, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it's a little side note. And the, the great artist knows that the present is the only place to go off of. Um, <laughs> it's, it's actually the only safe place to, to, to live. Yes. Um, <laughs> just to gloss over that little nugget. But, I mean, I think that... Um, what was I going to say here? You know, this, oh yeah, I was, I was reminded of, and I'm somewhat paraphrasing this, but a quote from Pema Chodron, who said that, said something along the lines of, awakening is the continual, is continual annihilation until only what is true remains. Hmm. And that questioning is this annihilation. Yes. We are annihilating the stuff that is bullshit. We are annihilating the stuff that doesn't work. We are annihilating parts of ourselves that we believed ourselves to be parts of the of the world that we believed it to be, you know, and and it is. It's 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 fire. You know, it's it's um it's not a it's not a process of of cooling gentle waters. It's 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 an element of fire. Mm. That is that is kind of being invoked in that process. We are burning things to the ground. Yes, we're burning ideas and beliefs and attachments and and whatever to the ground. We're burning it to ashes, um, and the, and and being left with only what what won't burn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just like only yes. the stuff that's that's just like okay. I'm left with the stuff that won't burn, but that's good. That's a good thing. I've th this is actually something that I can take with me. It's I'm not I'm not on faulty, you know, um, unstable ground with with whatever I'm left with now. And that's wisdom. Mm. You know, it's wisdom. It's um, you know, and uh, another thing from from I'm getting quotes are coming to me <laughs> in this moment. But you know, like one of uh, again one of my favorite authors, Dan Millman. Um, had something said something to the effect of um uh action turns knowledge to wisdom uh and and that questioning forces us into action and it and it helps us take the things that we know and it makes it into wisdom it's like oh okay this is just the way i i live now this is just the way that i i go about things because i've i've seen and and observed and acknowledged um, to the within the core of myself, you know that um, that that this is this is the direction my life has to take. Hmm. Yeah, something that's coming up for me is kind of like another kind of good question, maybe to to ask is like, what am I willing? What am I willing to bet on? What am I willing to gamble on? You know, and. You know, if you're not willing to gamble on yourself, if you're not willing to bet on yourself, you know, I mean, what are you doing? You know, like the thing is, is the other thing is, is I think we, we try so hard to control, right? Like we want a guarantee. We want a delightful surprise. You know, we want something that, that protects us from disappointment, that protects us from heartbreak. And we want that but we don't really want that. 
We think we want that. And so, you know, knowing what's going to happen, knowing how it's all going to work would make the whole thing extremely boring and unfulfilling. And so something I'm kind of reminding myself of is like your best life is when you bet on yourself. It's when you play a little bit of a game, when you gamble on, and it doesn't have to like, you don't have to bet the farm all the time. And we've talked about this, you know, you, you actually have been um, really helpful for me because my model, I think for a lot of time has always been a little bit like bet the fucking farm, you know, it's all or none, like go big, go home kind of model. But I'm beginning to realize more and more as I get older that although that can be appropriate, sometimes it's not the best model all the time. And sometimes it's about a little bet on yourself. It's a little gamble. It's a little fun. You know, it's a little bit of a, why don't we try this? You know, it doesn't have to, if we lose, it might be a little painful, but you know, everything isn't devastated, you know? Um, But I think we got to start betting on ourselves. And I think that comes with, you know, um, questioning what's, you know, what's comfortable, what's safe. Like, you know, um, how do I tie this back around other than to say like, look, do I know how this is going to play out? No, but if it works out, what could I gain? If it doesn't work out, what could I lose? But then you focus on, you know, you have to, the artist has to focus on the creative being, the person that wants to live a life, you know, the artist mentality, you've got to focus on the way it could work out. You know, people don't gamble because they're focused on the loss. But life is a gamble, man. You just don't know. You don't know when your time is up. You don't know when the day is up. And that goes not just for you, but your friends, your loved ones, and everyone. You don't know when it's up. So everything is a gamble. Like, do I see my mom today or do I not? You know, and your mom could die the next day. And it's like, man, I should have. You know, everything is a gamble. Putting something off is a gamble, you know. And it's about being honest and seeing that you're making a gamble all the time. And, and playing safe, by the way, and I'm saying this to myself as much as I'm saying this to everyone else, that mm-hmm. is a fucking gamble. And convincing yourself that it's not is goes back to my early point. Are you bullshitting yourself? You know? And I think like what spun me into this conversation is really like, yeah, like I'm fucking kidding myself here because I'm gambling with my dreams here. Like, do I really want to bet on the security horse? Or do I want to bet on the dream horse? You know, like what horse am I going to put my life into? And like I said earlier, you know, you can go down the path of security and, and people can kind of say, yeah, come down this path. It's the path, you know, and you might be going, well, shit, maybe it's not the path for me, you know, and, and like maybe a little bit of it, but maybe not all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> well look i mean maybe we don't need to maybe we don't need to push this any further maybe we kind of made the point you know when you're questioning yeah, I, mean, uh, I i don't i don't i i i don't know necessarily what to to say beyond it you know just um you know in in response to to I guess, you know, the only thing that I had sort of in response to what you just said was like, you know, you can go down that, that seemingly secure path, you know, you look at it and there's the sort of this, um, imagined life that that's all sort of 
rolled out before you. Um, you know, and we hear the story all the time of it's like, oh, um, you know, my my partner of all of these years is now deciding to leave me and uh and they're taking the the kid or you know or and now or this job you know this company has gone bankrupt and now I'm don't know what you know like there's these things of of security um that we hold on to and then these things happen and we know that they happen and they happen a lot <laughs> you know but we still see it as being uh some sense of there, that there's some sense of security in it all. And you pursue, you pursue the secure path only to find yourself still in a place where you question absolutely everything. You know, where it's like, wow, I thought, I always thought this about, you know, marriage and this person and that this would always be this way. Um, and it just didn't work out that way. And, and so... You know, and I've witnessed this, you know, with with people close to me um, who've had situations like that happen. And and half of that battle is just coming to accept what's happened. It's just coming to accept that this is actually what's going on, getting over resisting that that this is what's going on, Um, you know, kind of going past the the in some ways, I guess the, 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 the unuseful questions of like, why is this happening? You know, mm-hmm. like, like how could this person, how could they, you know, you know, questions that are really more about blame and, and self pity than about truly asking a question, you know, it's like, okay, this has happened. What will you do now? What, what are the questions now that will lead you to whatever's next that will lead you to to the wholeness of your being the wholeness of you as as a person that will that will strip away all of the things that were false all of the illusions and delusions that you're living by and leave you with something real something real that you know about yourself I think that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said, man. I like I like how you brought it to this point, you know, burning things away and like and and burning everything away that's bullshit, burning away all the needless stuff. Um and 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 being left with something that's actually real. And I think that you know that is kind of the rise of the phoenix, right? It's like this you know, you burn everything down to find out what you really are, you know? And I don't think that it always has to be devastating. Although sometimes for some people, maybe it needs to be because that's the way they need it. And that's the way they'll learn it. But I think asking questions is a gentle way of burning down, you know, burning down the bullshit, you know, and, and just taking it away little by little. And I think something you've been kind of teaching me um, has been to, you know, work at it piece by piece, little by little and chip away at it. And I feel like there are certain things where I do that, but you know, there's certain areas where 
it's like, oh yeah, I didn't realize I could apply it to this, you know? And um, little bits of progress, I mean, they add up, right? And if you just keep at it, if you just keep chipping away at it, you're going to kind of find out what it is underneath. So I think, you know, to kind of summarize my thoughts on this, like questioning absolutely everything is about getting rid of all the stuff that's crowding your like true form, your true essence and, and, and what it is that you are and what you're capable of and what's possible. And it's just getting all this crud out of the way, you know, and off of you and, and out of your mind. Um, you know, and, and like, maybe you need to ask, like, why do I need to be so secure? Or why do I need to control everything? Why do I feel like that's so important? And, and like, it might, you might come up with some uncomfortable answers. You might kind of come up against some things, some, some traumas and stuff like that. But, you know, maybe that's the stuff you need to face. You know, maybe that's the stuff that's like dictating your life, but you won't know until you start asking the questions and start investigating. So uh, I think, I think the thing that I'm really realizing, and I know I've kind of taken a long road, <laughs> but yeah, ask the questions to chip away everything that is hiding what you are underneath it all. That's really good. And I know I said that I, I thought I was at my, my <laughs> Say end, it, man. but Go I've for got, it. I've got something. Okay. And it's like, <laughs> I hope I can do it good because you would have left it off at a very nice spot. Um, <laughs> you stole my just, thunder. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but the thing that, that sort of occurred to me, um, as we're saying, talking about all of these things is that, um, these questions that we're talking about are questions that, I mean, I suppose anybody could ask, you know, you can ask it of yourself. Someone could ask it of you, but no matter what, these are questions that only you can answer. No one can tell you the answer to these questions they're always ones that you have to find for yourself thanks for listening to the show if you got something out of this if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way please take a moment to subscribe leave a review or share the episode you can also support us on patreon where we have tons of great bonuses you are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive thank you for joining us